You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy, Evan Giddings, as always, follow us on social at Mark Randy. Mark with a C, Randy with an I. I'm on social at Giddings 10 at 415ers across all social media platforms. Okay, Mark, uh, th- there's a story last week that kind of caught my eye, and it sounds like it caught yours too, but uh, Matt Barrows of The Athletic sort of going behind the scenes with you know the, the scouting combine coming up and all these Fresh faces getting set to join the NFL ranks and get drafted and evaluated and analyzed, probably more so than necessary. Uh, But one thing that he brought up was the fact that there is kind of this recently new cognitive test that has been implemented for quarterbacks. And it is uh, at least started in 2015, the S2 cognition test. And the reason why it's such a big story is because last year there were two quarterbacks that ranked in the 90th plus percentile range. And of course, one of them was Brock Purdy. And so basically this test is described sort of as a 40 yard dash for your mind. I know a lot of people will drift towards the wonder lick. And in the article, it explains more exactly how it works. But the idea is that you're able to make these quick, impromptu, decisive actions in the blink of an eye. And Brock Purdy, well, from what we saw, scored very well in those categories. And I don't think it's a surprise that once he was thrust into the positions that he was, Barrows referenced specifically the Miami game, being able to handle the amount of all-out blitzes that the Dolphins brought his way with relative ease. Brock Purdy has, you know, translated that cognition test to the NFL. And a lot of guys that have scored well on that test, as Barrows explains, have gone on to have success. They've also tested sort of older quarterbacks that didn't have to take the test when they were drafted. Guys like Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees scored very high in the test as well. Uh, But Mark, what did you kind of make of this story? And I thought it was fascinating and something that I'm going to be looking forward, um, looking to moving forward as far as, you know, evaluating quarterbacks and how they project. It's it's really interesting information because just to run you through some of like what the the test entails, uh, for example, a series of diamonds flash on a screen for 16 milliseconds each, 16 milliseconds. And every diamond is, is missing a point, either, you know, the top point, bottom point, left or right point. And the subject, in this case, Brock Purdy, has to determine using, you know, the arrow keys on a keyboard, which part of the diamond is missing. Again, they'll they'll flash on the screen for 16 milliseconds and you have to identify quickly what part is missing. Another one, um, an athlete uh, tests how many objects or things an athlete can keep track of at once. So there are 22 figures on the screen and the athlete must locate a specific one as quickly as possible. For example, as Barrows writes, 
The object might be a red triangle embedded in other shapes that are also red. So relatively simple tests. But what you're trying to get at is how quick can the subject, in this case, again, Brock Purdy, how quick can Brock Purdy identify visual information? How quickly can he react to physical stimuli? And how quick is his brain at reading and reacting to that? And it's pretty easy then to draw a connection to quarterback play at the NFL level. How quickly can you see a defensive setup and read what they're going to do? How quickly can you identify who's coming on a blitz? How quickly can you identify zone against man-to-man? And then when you have a blitzer coming off the right side or take from the left side, your blind side if you're Brock Purdy, how quickly are and how able are you to see that out of the corner of your eye while also taking in all your stimuli from down the field and try to find the right passing lane while also avoiding or getting the ball quick out of your hands quick enough before that rusher from your left side gets to you. And that's why this test, the S2 cognition test, is kind of taking off in NFL circles because it's really easy, easily translatable to quarterback play. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, Drew Brees, who uh, who tested really well uh, he, when he came out. This S2 cognition test wasn't around. He did take it in the middle of his career, but but placed really high. Some of the other younger quarterbacks who have taken this during their draft process are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Guess what? You might call those the three best quarterbacks in football. Not saying Brock Purdy is there, but there does seem to be a little bit of correlation, and Matt Barrows does kind of break that down, correlation between passer rating and your score on this S2 cognition test. So while it's still kind of in its infancy, Evan, it feels to me, there is a little bit of legitimacy to this, and I'm not sure it'll be too long before this is um, kind of in the football vernacular as much as the Wonderlick is because it does seem like it's it's skills more directly transferable to football than kind of like a, an IQ or a street smart test like the Wonderlick is. Yeah, for example, a guy like Joe Burrow scored in the 90th, 97th percentile. <laughs> it's pretty um, good. So, so they say that anything above 80 is considered elite. I am, and not to say... That Josh Allen is a bad quarterback by any means. But what would you say is his like biggest flaw, Mark? Uh, a decision making or or make, throwing too many interceptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was going to lean on decision making as well. So I I, I understand where this test is perhaps <laughs> indicative in the future of guys who can make decisions very quickly. But of course, it still does come down to the ultimate decision of whether you pull the trigger on those certain spots. And that is where I think Brock Purdy to me, like that, that is also, I think his biggest strength. I, I don't look at him as a, a physical specimen by any means. And I still have some concerns as to whether that will allow him to improve much as he continues and hopefully uh, his long NFL career. But I do also think that this test at least gives us some insight is into, all right, who has the ability to make, those decisions quickly. You know, it's kind of like a hitter being able to, some guys just can't hit a 95 mile an hour fastball. Like they, they just simply do not have the decision, the cognitive ability to make a decision quick enough within 0.2 seconds from the time the ball is released to where it, 
where you have to make the choice of whether you swing, whether you are able to pull up, where the strike or ball is going to be. That Those kind of things are inherent and I do believe cannot be taught. And that's where I think this test has value, Mark, is it will separate, I think, a lot of quarterbacks from the rest as far as who is able to physically make those decisions in the heat of battle when there's a guy bearing down on you, when you have less than two or three seconds to get the football out, do you know where you need to go with the ball? And then, of course, the next step of that is will you make the right decision? That, to me, is where Brock Purdy, I'm not saying he's as good as Josh Allen, but I believe he's shown so far in his small sample size to be potentially a better decision maker than a guy of that ilk. As, and that's, to me, where Allen is separated from the likes of, you said, like Mahomes or, or Burroughs. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, yeah, and I think to your point about (laughs) – I think to your point about – uh, Brock Purdy and you know he's not this physical Im- imposing athlete if he wants to be a, a good quarterback in the NFL and for sure if he wants to be mentioned along with a Mahomes and a, and a Burrow and an Allen he's going to have to be elite in these things that we're talking about because he's not the athlete that those other three guys are really specifically Josh Allen with his running ability but even Burrow and Mahomes probably less so Burrow, especially after the ACL tear. But still, those guys are are bigger, stronger guys, not necessarily quicker. You know, Brock Purdy has shown some quickness. But those other guys, more so Allen and, and even Mahomes, probably to a lesser extent Burrow, they are able to get stuff done with more, you know, more ways than, than just through the air with their arm. So if Brock Purdy is going to be a good quarterback in this league, he needs to be great at these cognition-based things. He needs to to be able to transfer what he showed on this S2 cognition test to the football field, and he would need to do it better than some of these other guys because they have other tools that they can lean on that Brock Purdy just simply doesn't have access to because he's shorter, he's not as strong, he doesn't have as strong of an arm. He needs to be great in the decision-making department while maybe some of these other elite quarterbacks just need to be good at it while Purdy needs to be great at it. So uh, I think to your point, that's where this comes in for Brock Purdy. While maybe Josh Allen has struggled a little bit with decision-making, I know this past year was bad in terms of interceptions for him, and it's a big reason why the Bills were kind of hot and cold at times this year. Um, That's where Purdy can maybe make up some ground on some of these others. And again, I'm not saying that he's in that category, but if he wants to have a long career in the NFL, Evan, he has to make his money there because some of these other elite quarterbacks are doing it in other ways that Purdy simply can't compete with. The other thing that I think is actually a little bit dangerous about this test is that when it comes to a discussion of brain power, whether you're talking about cognitive ability, decision-making, anything that involves the mind, I do think people are quick to label. And as we've learned, Mark, there's no exact science to finding a quarterback. Like, just because Brock Purdy is 
you know, the 98th percentile in this S2 test <laughs> doesn't mean he's automatically, you know, better than, say, Trey Lance. Like, that doesn't make Trey Lance a stupid quarterback. That doesn't make Brock Purdy necessarily a smart quarterback. We saw Brock Purdy make some dumb decisions this year. Like, it is going to happen. Now, the the amount of those decisions is really where the, I think, the issue is for a lot of talent evaluators and hopefully where this test can shed some light. So, I and, and also, of course, there's, there's a bit of a racial component. A lot of minority yeah. quarterbacks have been labeled as not being able to make the right decision or, or not be, you know, smart, uh, you know, passing the football. I do think there, there might be, I, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out in probably 10 years as we acquire more of sample size and figure out what this test actually turns into as far as the results on the field in the NFL. But that is where there's maybe one lane where I could see it being a little, I, I guess flawed or not, not flawed, but people could take this and run with it in the wrong direction. If you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm a hundred percent with you. Uh, and Matt Barrows did a little bit of digging on how did Trey Lance do in this S2 cognition test. And, you know, for legal reasons, uh, the, the implementer of the test can't just come out and, and say what everyone's score was. Some of the others that we know about, like Joe Burrow, for example, he explicitly gave, approval and, and permission for his score to be public and why wouldn't he he was like in the 95th percentile um but the answer that matt barrows got about trey lance's score on this s2 cognition test was he scored well quote scored well so whatever that means it, it doesn't mean all that much but i'm with you there is a, a tendency to i don't know you're right label certain players whether it's it's on the basis of race, whether it's on the basis of their score on, on some test, if it was a Wonderlick or if it's this S2 cognition test. Uh, so before this, be, I mean, it's, it's never going to become the end all be all. No one is just going to say, all right, well, he was in the 90th percentile. We're drafting him first overall. Oh, my God, this guy has all the physical tools, but he was only in the 70th percentile. We're not going to draft him in the first round because we're so scared that he can't process information enough. It's never going to get to that point. But before it becomes perhaps this super meaningful thing that teams rely on, you definitely do need uh, more of a sample size because it's still in its infancy at this point. There do seem to be some trends that show that there is at least some correlation, but just because there is correlation doesn't mean it's a straight line and it's always right 100% of the time, which it certainly will, will prove not to be. So this is an interesting thing to keep an eye on because uh, – Again, it's new, and we're learning more about it every year as, as every player takes this test. And it's not just for quarterbacks either. Trenton McDuffie, the the, the uh, rookie safety for the Chiefs, he tested the highest of, of anyone on this test for this most recent draft class. He just won a Super Bowl, not saying that the reason he won a Super Bowl was because of his score on this test. But you could see how it's also important for safeties who are keeping an eye on all of the offensive weapons are keeping an eye on the receivers. They're keeping an eye on the running backs, the tight ends, perhaps even a mobile quarterback. So this does seem to be a little more translatable to the game than some of these other tests, non-physical tests, Evan. But you're right. There, there is still a, a lot of time before this reaches um, anything more than just a small sample at this point. Yeah, I just would caution people not to jump to conclusions or use this test as the end-all be-all to 
you know, affirm whatever confirmation bias, I guess you have for, for a quarterback or, or a safety yeah. or a linebacker or, or whoever you're looking at. 